Washed Up Emo sponsors New Belgium Brewing are celebrating their 30th anniversary as a company. To celebrate, they're releasing Wild Ride Amber IPA, a happy tribute to their iconic fat tire. Even better, New Belgium Brewing are giving away bikes and gear all year. Find out more information by visiting newbelgium.com. Do you ever wonder if your favorite band is emo? Tired of being in the same conversation with friends? Not knowing if you're listening to post-hardcore, screamo, emo revival, emo emo violence, even ska. We're We're here here to to help. help. The Emo Council is here staffed and ready for any question you may have. Hey, Emo Council, just wondering if Green Day was considered an emo band. Thanks. Green Day is not an emo band. Okay. From the creators of Washed Up Emo, isthisbandemo.com offers the definitive answer to the only important question of your day. Hey, is this been emo? Welcome to episode 118 of the Washed Up Emo podcast. I'm Tom Mullen from washedupemo.com. Thank you for listening. A little special Christmas edition of the podcast. Hope you're enjoying your presents and family time thought i would give you something on christmas too so here's the story i met john frazier in college uh when he was working at tooth and nail solid state records we'd nerd out about bands and stayed in touch over the years now he runs an amazing label called spartan records go support listen buy something from the label if you get a chance great person great friend just a few weeks ago he sent me this mineral interview out of the blue i was blown away by it he told me in a subsequent email that it was a mineral interview he did 20 years ago when they were on tour with Jimmy World and Sensefield at Twisters in Richmond, Virginia. To be exact, March 1st, 1997. John was street teaming for Crank Records at the time and was also program director for James Madison University's radio station WXJM. He was doing an interview for a zine he made for the radio station. And also, the street team participation that he did led him to his first job at Crank, which started him on his career. The interview was with Chris and Gabe in their van while John was doing it. Jimmy World was in the middle of their set. A couple fun other things to note. The band had released Power Failing as well, or they were working on and serenading with producer Mark Trombino. They're not sure which one. John isn't sure. It's candid, <laughs> like that mistake I just had. So I left everything in there. Around the 535 mark into the interview, uh, the band and everybody is approached by a parking enforcement guy who claims they didn't pay to park, and they go back and forth over the $3 parking fee. Later on in the interview, they recount the whole story to someone else. If there's any charm or insight in the BS of touring life, that's it. So I hope you enjoy this little piece of history on Christmas. Thanks to John from Spartan Records for sharing it with Washed Up Emo. Go check them out, Spartan Records. Support John. Remember, this is ni- that was 1997, so the sound quality, I've EQ'd it a, bit, a little bit, but just bear with it. Enjoy the sounds of analog for 15 minutes. Complaints can be sent to the Emo Council at admin at washedupemo.com. Thank you to all the Patreon listeners. Thank you for supporting the book, Anthology of Emo. You can get it at anthologyofemo.com. Rad. This is episode 118 of the Washed Up Emo podcast. A little mineral interview from 1997.
Jeff uh, asked him to send him a 7-inch, and like, as soon as he got it, he basically called us and said that he was really interested in doing, doing records for us. So. Sweet. So how did how this tour get, get started? We actually all three have the same booking agent. We just, uh, we actually, this is the first tour, this is our seventh tour, and it's the first one that has been booked by a booking agent. Um, and so uh, we're kind of uh, seeing how we like this agent, and, um, you know, he's seeing what he can do for us, I guess. Uh, it makes it easier for us. We don't have to book our own tours. Um, but yeah, that's basically how we got on this tour, was that he books all three of us, and uh, we're in the same vein of music for the most part. Yeah. So, um, it's, a, it's a pretty good bill, the three bands. Definitely. So it's been doing pretty well. It started off really slow in, like, Texas, and, uh, mainly just Texas and Memphis, but, um, it's been picking up a lot. Florida was amazing. Yeah, Florida was amazing. Where did you guys play in Florida? We played in Gainesville at a place called Full Circle. It's just like an all ages club. And then yeah. we played at, in Orlando at a, a night at Columbus Hall that the guy put on the show just ran it out and did the show there. Cool. Yeah, speak up, buddy. Um, so, you guys got a new record coming out, right? I already put it in there. Huh? I already put $3 in our slot. What's based on it? 20 Nothing in the Well, not a thing in the Let's oh, put it in there, like, what you got. Is there, like, two different slots or something? Uh, Are there two different slots that say 20 on it or something? No, there's only one spot. There's this one. There wasn't nothing in the corner. Let's put it in there, like... Did you leave any of it hanging out? No, I made sure it got all in. Huh? I made sure it got all in. How long ago did you play it? Like, 15 I, minutes ago. You just saw me check it, so, and then it wasn't nothing in there. I got three boots here and it was this man pick up truck like that. So you're saying we need to give you another three dollars even though I had to put three dollars in there? Don't worry about it. Y'all playing tonight? Yeah. Y'all just finished playing? No, we're going to start after the band that's playing now. Don't worry about it. Okay, thanks. Man, he found three dollars. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, it's some pool for playing. It's first. Well, it's just because I stood up to him and didn't say, oh, really? Okay, I guess the marriage just disappeared. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's probably just going to play after that. Just going to make a little extra money. Yeah. Anyway, okay. All right, so I was talking about the new record. <coughs> the new record? The one we just started recording? He just started recording it. Well, we recorded all the music, but we have to go back and do the vocals and mix it in April, the beginning of April. Okay, now, uh, oh, well, just, who recorded it? I'm not even working with That's what I thought. Right there, baby. You just guessed. Well, I had an idea. I don't. I don't know if I read it somewhere. Or maybe uh, Jeff told me about it. Maybe or, told it, yeah. it might be in the catalog. I don't. I don't even know. But uh, so, how are you working with him? I thought it was great. It's really he's, good. He's a real laid back, like even keel kind of guy. You know, he's really easy to work with in the studio. Plus, he's just. I mean, he has a lot of confidence, but I mean, he's real good at what he does. He just like makes it look pretty easy. Like, he gets great tones out of everything. Right. So. So what now, what's happening in April again? We're going to do the vocals and mix it, and then we'll start the whole manufacturing process. So you're thinking, like, summertime? Yeah, probably hopefully July, maybe August. Wow. So it's the earliest? Yeah. So, um, do you have a title for the new album? No, not yet. 
we, we think we do, but we don't want to say anything until we definitely know we do. We've, we've changed it like four or five times already, so. What do you think we can expect? Different? Or? Um, a little more mellow. I think it's a little mellow overall. I think there's, there's, part, there's at least two, maybe three songs that definitely link to, back to the first record. But overall, songwriting is, is, a little, is a little different. It's a little more mellow. Um, and a little more concentrated on uh, getting good tones and... I don't know. I, I, I just think it's, 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 it's slightly different, but it's not, it's not going to be a drastic difference. Right. Right. Uh, so while we're on that, along those lines, I guess songwriting, what, do you guys have a process or... Not really. Uh, it's just one person. Stone one. But, yeah, only... But Chris and Sky are the only songwriters. Jeremy and I don't really write anything. Except for our own parts. It's usually either Scott or myself. Scott being the other guitar player. I come up with a basic idea. And we usually don't, like, finalize a song. You know, we usually just kind of keep it as a loose, unstructured idea and bring it in and see what happens with the band. Right. Mm. We usually end up, like, actual doing, actually doing the arranging writing part in the practice room, like, with everyone's input. Um, so you guys definitely put out some powerful stuff, like musically and emotionally. I mean, some of your lyrics are just really amazing. That's why they call it emo rock. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, I just scream them in my car. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the one about, uh, uh, I'm no, it's I don't want to be the mud in your eyes. It's pretty amazing. What do you like? What do you want your listeners to get get out of the total experience as we're interrupted again? By this um, huh? Uh, he just came up and told. He came up and tried to like steal three bucks from me because it's ten minutes ago. I went over there and put three bucks in our slot, and then he comes over here. He's like. Hey, did you guys plan on paying for your parking? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you got the money in slide over there. And I like told him, I was like, I just put three bucks in there ten minutes ago. He's like, well, there ain't nothing in there. And I'm like, slot 20? He's like, yeah. And he's just standing there looking all shaky. And then he's like, did you make sure it hanging out? There's a lot of people. Maybe someone pulled it out. I'm like, no. I put, I made sure it all went in. And then he's standing there. He's like, well, I got to put blue in the car. And I'm like, I just like kind of yelled at him. And then he like was like, uh, look, don't worry about it. And walks off. Trying to get three more bucks out of us. Yeah. That was the thirty-five dollars What? They got a hit on it. Yeah, they got a hit on it. I had to get it off. Oh, man. Same with Paul. Jimmy Eatwell's got dated, too. We got the same time. Today? Yeah, early. I was stupid, though. I mean, I ignore the time. I'll say we probably get like three or four different times. I never. I mean, I've always hated these things, where you're supposed to put change and stuff. They're just like lame. I mean, if you're going to know their trouble of making pay, they should have come in here. That's cool. So we left off with uh, what do you want your listeners to get out of get out of the music? Or what? I mean, I guess you do it more for yourself, of course. But but uh, as I was saying, it's it's pretty emotional stuff. Do you, do you want to convey anything? Or 
in that. Yeah, I mean, kind of, I think you just, it's different with every, if you're talking, like, lyrically, it's different with every song. You know, you obviously want the person to understand how you feel about what you're singing about, you know? Right. Or you want to try and explain yourself as, as well as possible. At least I usually try to, you know? I, mean, I know a lot of people go for the real subtle, like, nobody knows what the heck you're talking about lyrics, but I usually try and, like, lay it on the line, lay it on the line for them. But, yeah, but a lot of times, I mean, even with anyone's lyrics, it's is going to be taken however the listener takes it. Because, yeah. no, because even, even as, you know, straightforward as you put it, sometimes people will automatically, you know, add that to their own emotions and to what they're going through. And so they'll kind of take away something maybe a little different than... But, yeah, because the they, weren't, they, they weren't going through Chris's experience when he wrote the song. Right. Exact same experience. Maybe it might be close, but... I think that is very important. I think that's one of the better things about music. Just that people, like, take different things from it, you know? Totally. It means different things to different people. Totally. That's why I usually try, I don't know, I don't really like to try and explain, like, in interviews or anything, exactly what certain songs are about to me, you know? Right. I want people to be able to... I think you should also explain that a lot of people think that Chris's songs, are, or lyrics, are about love songs about a girl, and that's, that's smart. Yeah, that's very, the songs. very untrue. What? Only one song is about a girl? Like on the record, only two songs. Two songs. Slower, and if I could, which is just weird. I guess it's just the way I write. Like people just assume. Yeah, I don't. I, I play a little something every now and again, but I, I wouldn't know like what to write about it if if, if it wasn't like bad, detrimental. You know, I don't write when I'm happy. Do you have no, no, I mean, you know, you know when you're like, happy, you're not enjoying whatever's making you happy, right. you know, the person or the situation or whatever, you know. It just usually happens that when you're alone and, you know, sad about something, you end up, like, writing because just out of necessity to deal right. with things. So it's a pretty good release. Yeah. And, yeah, definitely. It usually helps me come to, like, some sort of terms with whatever situation I'm writing about, you know. Like, once I've written a song about it, I have this, like, sense that I've resolved it, even if I haven't actually, in reality, resolved something with the person it's about. Right. It's like, within myself, I've resolved it, and it's it's a very good, peaceful thing. Yeah. Uh, all right, so you guys have a new 7-inch, right? Just came yep. out, I guess, I don't know, how long ago? <clears throat> November, November, December. And actually, like... When did you guys record that? Recorded one song in Nashville. Um, and one song in Austin with uh, two different people. And I haven't heard it, so I'm going to pick it up tonight. I'm very happy with it, actually. I mean, the record, we all had pretty mixed emotions about just the sound of it, like how it came out sounding, like as soon as it came out. But the 7-inch, I think we're all really happy with. Great. And then uh, you have another, like a split 7-inch coming out? Yeah, a couple weeks. Since Road and Jimmy World. That's kind of more of a silly promotional just a well, no, it's yeah. so much that. Well, I mean, not, not not silly in that sense, but silly in the song. I mean, the song is not, no one's going to, it doesn't sound, anyway, I guess it's a, it's a Willie Nelson tune. Oh. And this is cut really good, and it's done on four tracks, so. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Done with one mic, and he sang, he did the vocals over my telephone. So, it was so done. Interesting. Yeah, it, it, sound, it sounds all right. It's just, it's not mineral. Uh, it's just something we did for fun. Right. That's all we had to give him. Anything else you guys uh, want to blabber off? I don't have any other questions, really. Not really. Have you, is it the first time you've been to Richmond? No. Second. We played at the Biograph last uh, September. 
but um, Lazy Cane. Lazy Cane. I guess they're from here. Yeah. Data Minus Mechanic. Data Minus Mechanic from Syracuse, New York. Right. I was all right, Chef. There was there wasn't a ton of people there, but there was people. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up. Thanks a lot. No, I appreciate it, man. No problem. It's been wonderful. Really cool. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys play quite a bit. All right. Because I haven't. Looking forward to playing. Washed Up Emo fans, thank you for listening to this podcast over the last nine plus years, or if it's your first time, welcome. It has flown by, and I appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and for this current episode you're about to hear. I do have a favor of you. I have some books out right now called Anthology of Emo, and Volume 2 was released last fall. I really think you'll dig it if you haven't heard of them. It features guests from the podcast, including Jim Atkins from Jimmy World, Chris Conley from Saves the Day, Travis Shettle from Piebald, and John Bunch from Sensefield. I've also reprinted volume one so you can order both check out the diy publishing at anthologyofemo.com